0: Previously on Snicktoons, I was joined for the first time ever on SnickTunes by a brand new co-host, Mr. Steve Banvard, and uh, we had a great conversation. We got to look back at his uh, his earliest fandom when it comes to the X-Men, how he was first introduced, his favorite X-Men character. Uh, it's been a long time since I got to have a conversation like that on Saturday morning Tunes, and it was a lot of fun to have him on for that and hearing where his roots lay when it comes to his X-Men fandom. And of course, uh, he was on, his very first episode he was on was a two-part episode breakdown. So we actually broke down um, X-Men, the animated series, season four, episodes, oh gosh, 11 and 12, which was Proteus parts one and two. So uh, really great episodes to come in and, and break down, and I was really glad to have someone like Steve on for, those episodes. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you go back and give that one a listen. It is a little bit on the long side. And by a little bit, I mean it is the longest Snicktoons episode, really the longest episode on this entire feed ever. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you go back and do that. But just keep in mind, it's a really long one. So if you have to parse it out, that uh, that's totally fine. And this week's episode has been, like I said, it's been, it's going to be very short. So there you go uh, so it's making up some time so stay tuned as myself and myself watch and break down the next episode of x-men the animated series uh, season 4 episode 13 i think which is family ties x As you heard at the top of the show, Bub, this is going to be another one man show after last week's mammoth episode clocking in at over three hours long. I decided that this week would be a good week for a shorter episode, especially if uh, last week's the, the size of last week's episode has caused you to kind of break it down and listen to it in chunks. We had a great discussion and then we covered two different episodes you know, back-to-back episodes, two parts of a two-part episode, uh, so it's one that would be easy to parse out over time. And so I figured this week uh, would be a good week to do a shorter episode, a one-man episode. I've got a couple of things to talk about, but not a whole lot. And then we will do uh, another live commentary episode. This one on, um, I believe it's family ties. Uh, so I'm actually recording this segment on a different day than I'm recording the the commentary. So I actually haven't looked into it yet. I decided that, uh, I think the last time I did a one man commentary was for secrets, not long buried, which was only a couple episodes ago. Uh, and I, and I feel like going into that one without having seen it would have been better commentary. So I'm actually not watching this episode until I'm recording the commentary so we can get, you know, live reactions and see if maybe that will, will help spice things up. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I just figured this would be a, a good time to do a short episode. And there have been a handful of announcements. There's a couple of things that I wanted to go over. Some things that are, are getting me excited for, you know, my X-Men fandom, getting me excited for a particular product uh, that uh, that I collect. Uh, and it's something that I haven't bought much of over the last 12 months. And that is Lego. So those of you who have been listening to not just Saturday morning Snick Tunes, but also Talk and Snicked, you'll know that I am a big fan of Lego. Lego was, you know, one of the first toys I remember collecting as a kid. Not maybe maybe not necessarily collecting, but having as a kid. I had some pirate sets, I had some castle sets, I had some pretty cool sets from, from the 90s on, you know, some of the space stuff with like the Btrons. I you know really really d- uh, dug that set. Uh, there were a couple other sets that came out throughout the '90s. I actually was a big fan of the Wild West set, not so much the like Alien stuff. Uh, but there were a couple of sets I, I kind of liked the undersea stuff. But uh, I was always a big fan of Lego, and I didn't really become an even bigger fan I actually start collecting until Lego Star Wars launched in like 1999. Uh, started collecting Lego Star Wars stuff. And then by like the mid aughts, I think it was like 2007 when they finally did Lego Batman and like that really brought me in. And of course in 2012 when they launched both their Lord of the Rings line and their Marvel line. So there's a lot of different lines that have, have brought me into Lego and kept me a lifelong Lego collector. And one of those sets from 2012 was the very first X-Men set. And it wasn't really X-Men proper. It did have Magneto and Wolverine, but it was more of a Deadpool set. It came with a Deadpool minifigure and I think a motorcycle. No, the the motorcycle I think was Wolverine's, but it did come with a Deadpool helicopter. Uh, And it was a few years later that they didn't get to the next X-Men set. And that was the Lego X-Jet, the Lego Blackbird. And that set was great, came with Wolverine and Magneto again, but this time different costumes. It came with like a very small brick built Sentinel and it came with a Cyclops and a Storm. And I really liked it because the costumes that we had Wolverine, it was like the brown and yellow. It came with the full cowl. The Storm costume was like her giant size X-Men costume. You know, the black, like not necessarily the, the black bodysuit that has like her hips are uh are open and her like shoulders and arms are open. Uh It's that one with like the Cape and everything. And she has like the kind of the, the tiara crown thing that she wears in, in her white hair. Um, and then the Cyclops suit was just the blue suit with like the head sock, you know, the, the real simple. So it was that those like that late seventies costumes that we saw all of these, these characters in, it was really great. And then I think since then we've only had two other, lego x-men related sets one of them was when they did their micro i I want to mighty micros i believe is the line i want to call them micro fighters but i think micro fighters is exclusive to the star wars line because you know it's micro builds of the different fighters the, the, the star fighters so i think it was mighty micros if i recall correctly off the top of my head for the marvel line and these were like Shorter figures um, with very, very simple character designs. And then each of them came with like a small little car thing that you would build. It almost looked more like a go kart, you know, almost like something you would see in like Mario Kart. Like if they ever did an X Men style Mario Kart game, this is kind of what it would be. It would be, you know, Magneto in his like magnet car, and Wolverine was in like a, a little version of like the X Jet again. Uh, and so <laughs> it was. our our third Magneto and our third Wolverine minifigure. And that didn't end the Wolverine line. The most recent Lego X-Men set to come out was the set from March of last year, March of 2022. And that was for the Mech line, which these were like $10 sets. Since then the line's gone up. These are $15 now for the new Mechs for 2023. But, at up till last year they were all like ten dollars which was a really great price and what you got in there was one minifig and maybe like 150 maybe 120 to 150 pieces and you'd put together like a little mech suit that the character would sit in it's not comic accurate or movie accurate or cartoon accurate but it's just a fun way to uh you know collect minifigures as well as get something that you can put together and help pass the time one of the things i like most about lego it's like yeah i love displaying the sets once they've been built but for me like the the real fun with lego comes with the actual building the legos itself you know, following the directions putting the pieces together seeing what you can anticipate and like watching it come together from these bare bones of a blueprint all the way up to this final product and although the mechs are very simplistic you know 120 150 pieces somewhere around there They're really fun to build and the Wolverine mech was really cool because it was just this big giant like yellow and blue robot that had these really long claws and although you can't get too much articulation you can actually set it up so the the Wolverine mech I have it built and I have it in the same pose as like Wolverine from the the cover of the 1982 miniseries Wolverine issue one where if you remember that series it's like a close-up of Wolverine's face With one hand, he's got his claws popped. And with the other hand, he's like fingering you to come over to him. And so I have the mech set up like that, where the one hand is there with the claws. The other hand doesn't have the claws popped. And he's got like a finger up and he's doing that. So it's a fun little set to build. Like I said, it was like 10 bucks when it came out. I think you can still find them retail online. Although I've noticed that they are starting to climb up on eBay. So I think the retail inventory is finally starting to go down. Like it's, I don't believe it's a retired set yet or anything like that. I think maybe it's retiring later this year, but as far as I can tell, like you can still find it retail if you look hard enough online. Although even with the eBay prices, it's up to like $17. So it's not like it's going to break the bank or anything like that. If you don't have it and you've wanted to track it down. Now I like the, the mech armor because the upper torso uh, I, it was just yellow pants, which is too—it's too bad, you know. We didn't get any kind of leg printing. It's a real cheap minifigure compared to the minifigures that you get in more expensive sets. But the torso piece was like the '90s costume—the you know, the Jim Lee, the blue and yellow. I know it's that's just his classic costume from uh, Giant Size X Men Number One all the way up until we get the brown and yellow suit that I believe John Byrne had designed in somewhere around issue somewhere in like the 120s i think is when we saw that one debut uh but up until then he's he's wearing his blue and yellow you know it's the one with the stripes over the shoulder and then the three stripes on each side of like the abdomen you know the, the what you would refer to as the tiger stripe if you buy that action figure it's just that suit but we hadn't gotten that body print yet so i was very excited to get that one even if the legs weren't really you know, th- th- there's no printing for like his boots or anything like that. So it's just yellow legs. So it was a, a, a bit of a letdown, but I still love that torso piece because it was that nineties costume, which, which I love as well. And that's one that we'd hadn't had, you know, the very first Wolverine minifigure that we got was the Astonishing Suit from Astonishing X-Men number one from Whedon and Cassidy. And then the second one that we had got was the brown and yellow suit that I mentioned with like the full cowl. And then in the mighty micro, it was a version of the nineties suit. But like, like I said, it's very simplistic with like a couple of blue stripes on it. And then just blue pants. I don't even think he had like a belt. If I recall correctly, could be wrong, but this new one at least has like, it's got the, the belt that Wolverine wears. It's got the, the blue stripes where they're supposed to be and all that. So great torso and not a bad minifigure. If you didn't have a Wolverine yet, like 10 bucks for a fun little mech build, that's going to take you 10 minutes and a pretty cool Wolverine minifigure. That's for the most part, comic book accurate. So I was pretty surprised or rather I was, uh, well, yeah, I was surprised when they announced it because I wasn't expecting any kind of X-Men stuff. And then I was, I was pleased when it came out. Cause it was actually even better than I thought it would be, especially at that $10 price point but that was march of last year and we've all been languishing away just waiting for more lego x-men stuff more like you know a full line of of lego x-men or something and finally here we are about a year later and we have three different leaks that have come out this year for sets and things that will be released later this year. So if you want to avoid Lego spoilers, um, I guess tune out for this section and just kind of skip ahead until you hear we're doing the commentary and listen, but I wanted to go over a few of the Lego sets that are not necessarily officially, uh, they haven't been officially revealed by Lego. I think one or two of them is actually officially announced, but again, there've been no reveals, so we don't know what any of these are going to look like, Uh, but we do have some leaks as well as some pseudo official announcements for uh, possible release dates, possible price points, possible piece counts for three different sets, or I should say three different lines that will feature an X-Men set. So I've already mentioned that pretty much every Lego X-Men thing we've gotten to date has had a Wolverine in it, and the three things that we're going to cover today will also have Wolverine in them. The first one that we have coming up is um, one thing that Lego has begun to do, I want to say over the last year, is they've begun to do buildable characters, like buildable action figures, not necessarily uh, large characters. Many figures, but a character that you can build a few years back they did a whole i want to say it was like 2015 through 2017 maybe 2018 they did this whole line of buildable action figures for star wars but they were they weren't built with normal lego bricks they were built with like pseudo lego technic pieces so, you're kind of snapping these pieces together to make an action figure, a lot of different ball joints. And then there would be like a random headpiece that would be exclusive to that set that you would put on for like a Stormtrooper or Darth Vader or Boba Fett. And they were pretty cool, uh, but. They, they were also kind of, they were a little on the flimsy side and they didn't, they, the playability, like the, it's supposed to be an action figure that you're building that you can play with as an action figure. But because of the way the build went, because it was like this pseudo technic kind of build, uh, the joints were very loose. Everything was on a ball joint. And if you accidentally hit it one way or the other, then the character would just kind of crumble and you'd have to rebuild it and everything like that. And over the last year or so, I want to say last year was the first year that we started seeing this new updated buildable character line start coming out specifically for the comic book properties. I want to say that we so far we've had like a Peter Parker Spider-Man and a Miles Morales Spider-Man as buildable action figures and they're a little bit more durable. They're more like action figures that you're putting like hinge joints together rather than everything being on these flimsy ball joints. And they're pretty cool. They're, they, they run for about $35, uh, but you get a little over 300 pieces. Like I know that there was a Batman that they had done that they have coming out. That's only supposed to be around 275 pieces. But the set I want to talk about specifically is set number 76257, which is the Wolverine buildable character. This one is rumored to be $34.99 American dollars and about 327 pieces. So if you are of the old school, you know, price per piece kind of thing, this should fall right in that price point and make everyone happy. That's kind of uh, the old yardstick that I used to measure value of Lego sets things have changed a little bit with inflation and just the cost of plastic and all that now it's more like how much not necessarily how many pieces are you getting but like how much volume are you getting that seems to be more the, the, the more accurate uh, estimator for price nowadays uh, but I feel like I'm going down a Lego rabbit hole for a non-Lego podcast so I just want to talk about this set Based on how accurate the Miles Morales and the Peter Parker Spider-Man builds have been, I'm very excited for this Wolverine buildable character. Now, I hope that this is like a one-off, that they're, they're going to give us a Wolverine in this line and we're never going to get any other X-Men in the buildable character lines because even though, you know, the price per piece, even the price per volume, even though those are There's value there. This isn't necessarily a line I would want to collect. I already collect Funko Pops. I already collect Marvel Legends action figures. I collect mini mates. Like, what I want is buildable X Men play sets like X Mansion and a Danger Room set and, like, you know, the Hellfire Club or Asteroid M the, the sewers where the Morlocks live, like any of those would be great play sets that can give you a handful of really great, unique minifigures. And like, as a Lego fan, as an X-Men fan, that's what I want. Like I want value for my money. I want tons of action, you know, tons of figures and lots of places to put those figures. That's what I want from X-Men Lego. So if they go this route and they give us like Wolverine this year, and then never again, I would be happy camper. If they give us like a handful and it's only like one a year uh, and they eventually do like Cyclops and Deadpool and Magneto and Storm, that would be fine too. Uh, But yeah, I really only just want the one buildable character because like I said, I'm already collecting all these other different action figure type things that are X-Men related. Why do we need to add buildable Lego action figures in there? And the answer is we don't. Uh, But it's still an X-Men related Lego set so i'm still going to be all over that Um, so that's the first set this one i don't i wasn't able to find a possible release date for these other than summer of 2023 so i don't know when these would be coming out but i i don't even know if i want to wager i guess because I, i have no no idea where it would be Um, but it's all things considered. It seems to be that these are going to be some sort of a summer release. So July or August around that's usually when the summer releases come out. So I think that's when we can expect it. But other than that, we don't have like any official announcement quite yet from Lego, nor do we have an idea of what the actual buildable figure will look like. Uh, But either way, I'm pretty excited because it's Wolverine. So it's like, yeah, we're getting my favorite Marvel character, possibly my favorite X-Men. Um, And it's it's more Lego, it's more X-Men, and it's a good start. And the next thing I want to talk about, this one is rumored, I believe, for um, August of this year, and we don't have any other information. But again, this falls in line with another set that uh, originated with Star Wars, but we've seen them move into both Marvel and DC properties, and those are the 18 plus plus. Sets that are like buildable helmets. So, we, we've seen, I think, three waves, maybe four waves of buildable helmets so far for Star Wars. And we've also seen them move into the Marvel properties, namely with Spider Man. I believe there is a Venom and a Carnage. I can't remember if there's a Spider Man or not, uh, but they recently just revealed, just a few months back, and it's coming summer of this year, uh, but they've revealed the. The first like non-Spider-Man Marvel buildable helmet, and it's going to be Star Lord's helmet from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, uh, and it looks pretty cool. Like I have to admit, like it looks really great. Uh, it, it's a really accurate to the movie, and the the new rumor is that the that the other buildable helmet in this line is going to be. Wolverine's cowl. Now, again, this one has not been officially announced by Lego and we have no uh, leaked photos or anything like that. So at this point it is still in the rumor category, although the the people that have leaked it are, they've got a really solid track record of being accurate. So that one should be retailing for about 70 bucks when it finally does drop, which is in line with the price of all the other buildable helmets from the Star Wars line, as well as the Spider-Man and the Batman ones that we've seen so far and uh, the Star-Lord one as well. Uh, they retail for anywhere between $59.99 and $69.99 US dollars. So I'm very excited. I can't wait until the official announcement and the reveal so I can see how this helmet is going to look. A lot of the speculation is that the helmet is going to be loosely based on the design of Wolverine's helmet that we had seen in the uh, like the Days of Future Past leaks. Um, for like a, a scene that was canceled, right? There was supposed to be the scene in the days of future past movie where Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, when he's getting his costume on, he goes to grab his helmet and it's like a yellowish helmet with the black, uh, pieces that come off the cow, like the, not necessarily ear pieces, but like the wing ear things that come up. Uh, and it looked really cool. And so the rumor is that the Lego helmet is going to look something like that. Uh, which I mean, it's, it's pretty accurate. Like Wolverine has a yellow and black cowl. Like there's not really, it's his cowl doesn't usually change based on the comic. It's usually a yellow headpiece with the black parts that come off of his face. And that's that. So either way, I'm still really looking forward to seeing what this helmet's going to look like. I do have to, uh, to say, for those of you who don't know, these helmets are not life sized. So you can't, Wear the helmet. Like it's really small. It it's smaller even than a baby's head, uh, but it's still pretty cool. Really great helmets. But yeah, they're not like built to wear. They're they're built to uh, sit on this little display stand. Uh, but either way, I have a few of the Star Wars ones. I've got the Darth Vader helmet and the Dinjarin Mandalorian helmet from the Star Wars line, and I had a lot of fun putting those helmets together. And they really do make for great displays. I've got my Darth Vader helmet in my Vader display. I've got my uh, Din Djarin helmet in my Mandalorian display. So it works really well. And uh, I've got the the best place for my Wolverine cowl uh, Lego. So I'm really excited for that one. Hopefully we'll get uh, an official acknowledgement of release and like a release date and a confirmation on the price. But so far, this one looks to be somewhere around August with that $70 price point. And the last one that I want to talk about uh, this last leak, this one is for the collectible minifigure. So one of the things that Lego does for like really well-known properties that don't necessarily, uh, there doesn't seem to be widespread support for like a full line or a bunch of play sets or whatever. So they'll build these little blind bags and It'll be a wave of like 16 characters or 18 characters, and you buy a little bag for like $4.99, $5.99, and you don't know what character is going to be in there. You open it, you see what you get, and it's a little minifigure that you can put together that's exclusive to these bags. You can't find it in any actual LEGO set or anything like that. Uh, but it's a great way to collect, you know, lesser-known characters. They did this, they've done this quite a few times. They've done it for DC with like the Lego Batman movie. They've done it for Marvel already once they did a a wave one. And a lot of the characters that were included in those bags were characters from the Disney plus Marvel shows. Like one of them, there was like a Loki, there was, um, like a Wanda and like a white vision. There was a captain Carter from what if there was um, photon monica rambo from wandavision as well there was a, a captain america falcon i believe there was also a winter soldier i think um, i didn't collect any of them uh, but there was like 16 figures and it was all from those first few shows uh, and it released like right it released before the hawkeye series came out so So Kate Bishop and Clint, they didn't make it in. They're going to be in this new wave, but they've announced that they're doing this collectible minifigure wave two for Marvel. It's going to be 16 characters. um, And all of the characters, 13 of the 16 characters are from Disney plus shows. Um, We're getting Clint and Kate from the Hawkeye series. We're getting Moon Knight and Mr. Knight from the Moon Knight series. We're getting She-Hulk um ironically we're not getting a miss marvel and i would expect that the reason for that is because these are coming out on september 1st and only a few months after that we should be getting the marvels in theaters and usually lego will do a a wave of you know three or four maybe five sets whenever a new movie comes out and so we can probably expect that in in and around november we will we will actually be getting sets for The Marvels, and so they're probably just going to put Kamala Khan in those sets for that movie, since she's going to be one of the three major characters in that film. That would be my guess. It's just speculation, but that would be, I think, why. Uh, But the one that the the one that has me intrigued is they announced the all sixteen of these characters, and I don't really care for most of them because I, I haven't been the biggest fan of the disney plus series especially this past year 2022 into this year and so i'm i'm not all that excited about all the different characters but there were three characters that stood out to me that have me super excited for the release of this new wave on september 1st i think we're we've still confirmed that they are $4 and 99 cents for the blind bags. We have confirmed that they are supposed to drop on September 1st. They're going to actually be in cardboard blind boxes rather than bags, but they've confirmed three of the, sorry, three of the 12 figures are going to be X-Men characters, specifically X-Men characters from the forthcoming X-Men 97. So they're going to be based on how the characters look in that cartoon and the three characters that they've announced Wolverine yet again which I'm still excited for although I don't know how different this figure is going to be compared to the one that we got in the mech since it's the same costume that he wears it could just be that same minifigure but with leg printing and back printing or it maybe it's Wolverine in his like civilian clothes like that was one a buddy of mine uh, a good buddy of mine who's also a Lego fan Kurt Schmidt was like hey maybe it's a uh, Maybe it's Logan in his civilian clothes. We see a lot of of civilian clothes Logan in X-Men, the the animated series. It stands to reason we would see him like that in X-Men 97. And it's a Wolverine that we haven't done. To date, we haven't had a Logan minifigure yet, just Wolverine in costume. So it's possible that they're doing like a civilian Wolverine, in which case, yeah, I would be all for that. Uh, And then we're also getting Storm. She should be in her white costume that she wears throughout the cartoon. Uh, But again, it is based on X-Men 97. So she should also be sporting the mohawk instead of like the full head of hair that she has in her other minifigure that we got in the uh, X-Men set, or excuse me, the X-Jet set. And lastly, we're getting a Beast. And I'm so excited for this. 90s Beast, specifically 90s animated series Beast is my definitive Beast, my favorite version of Beast you know, no hands down. And I'm really excited to get a Lego minifigure of beast. He did show up in Lego Marvel superheroes and I loved his design. I loved his look. It's really great. And I'm super excited to get a beast minifigure. And I have to assume then that that means that the X-Mansion set that we're supposed to get, the one that's allegedly supposed to come early next year, that's supposed to be the big multi-hundred dollar modular set in the same vein as Daily Bugle, Sanctum Sanctorum, the uh, Avengers Mansion, and this possible new leaked PIM Mansion. Um, I don't know if that's a rumor or if that was like a custom set that someone took it and ran with it or what, Uh, But we seem to be getting like one of these big hundred, two or three, sometimes $400 modular sets every year. And the rumor is that the set for next year that's supposed to drop is the X-Mansion. There have been some leaked photos of like what is alleged to have been like a focus group testing. And It comes with a bunch of characters, but beast wasn't one of the characters that comes in that mansion And so now i'm thinking that that mansion is supposed to continue this x-men 97 thing We know that we're getting a magneto in that set, but we've already got like both of his Costumes from the comics So maybe this is going to be the one that has the m on the chest where he doesn't wear his helmet because we know We're getting that in the upcoming series Um, And beast isn't one of the ones that's there so that pretty much is it for the lego news and i wanted to cover all this before we jumped into our live commentary which we will move to right now all right bub so as you heard at the top of the show this is going to be a a one-man episode so it's another live commentary episode as I make my way through X-Men, the animated series, season four, episode 13, Family Ties. Now, this episode uh, was one of those ones that uh, originally aired out of order. This one coming all the way on May 4th of 1996, uh, written by Marley Clark. Story edits from Eric Leewald, directing by Larry Houston. So you could tell it is a, a, a fourth season episode because we still have Larry Houston uh, as the director. But yeah, this one was one that uh, came out out of order, not coming out until almost a year after the uh, the season four had officially begun. Most of the episodes so far that we've covered have been fall of 1995. Um, and this one coming way late in, in May of 1996. So it again, this is going to be the live commentary. I'm doing it a little bit different. Usually with the live commentaries, I'll watch it at least once to kind of have an idea of what's going on in the episode and then just commenting on things that uh, I thought kind of stood out. But this one, I've not watched this one ahead of time. So it's been a few months, I think, since I've actually seen this episode. I think I watched it with one of my sons uh, a few months back when uh, we were going through some random episodes of the animated series, but it features a couple of characters that uh, I have some opinions on, Uh, maybe not necessarily hot takes, but characters that uh, I wouldn't say are like unfavorites of mine, but there's definitely one character I, I don't really have strong feelings for at all. And another one I kind of do, but only in the context of something else that we can get into. So here we go. I will be pressing play. I'll be doing the whole three, two, one, go countdown, pressing play on go. So here we are. Three, two, one, go. Oh man, I'm just realizing now that, uh, the last time I did a live commentary, which was only a few episodes ago, I think maybe three or four episodes ago, uh, During this opening sequence, I was like, oh, I got this really cool shirt from Disney from my daughter uh, for a trip that she had taken out with her school choir. Um, She, you know, picked me up a souvenir and it happened to be this really awesome X-Men shirt. And it was uh, a shirt of like the storyboard for this opening sequence. And I said I would throw pictures on the discord. And I'm just realizing that I never did that. So uh, hopefully I'll have remembered to do that by the time this episode (laughs) drops. But my bad for all of you who listen and are also part of the discord, which I think is, you know, there's tens of people in there. So some of you are probably like, Hey, where's the shirt, man? Family ties. This looks like Muir Island, but you can tell it's not because it didn't play the the bagpipes. So we've got uh, Quicksilver talking to Forge. So I like that they're definitely keeping the whole like X Factor Quicksilver going. Uh, but he's actually talking to his sister Scarlet Witch now, and I'm I'm trying to rack my brain if Scarlet Witch had been in a, in an episode previously, like maybe in a, a flashback or something with Magneto. Uh, but she's called to Quicksilver, and he he takes off and he and he heads to. Uh, to help his sister and so these are the characters that I was talking about where like I'm I'm pretty much lukewarm on uh Scarlet Witch like she's not one of my favorite characters in fact as an X-Men fan I actually have strong feelings of dislike towards her thanks to all of the M-Day stuff and the whole no more mutants thing uh, but I know that they've pretty much redeemed the character from there and it wasn't really her fault to begin with uh, she had suffered from a mental breakdown due to like not being able to get any help for her PTSD from losing her family. And then clearly in her like vulnerable mental state was taken advantage of by her brother, uh, to, to create this whole thing. And, uh, her solution to that was, uh, like getting rid of as many mutants as she could. And yeah, again, not really the character's fault, but as an X-Men fan, I definitely, have kind of held that against her. All right. So I don't know what the heck is going on. There's like a cow lady who went into Southern Romania and gave twins to this old couple. Um, and we see that these twins are are Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch as babies. Anyway, they're in Romania right now at some guy's deathbed and he's He's telling them they're from Wondagore. So I like that they're at least getting that as well. I remember Mount Wondagore being so important because that was the area where Magneto had first created the X-Men during Age of Apocalypse. It was at Mount Wondagore when Nemesis attacked and Scarlet Witch sacrificed herself and the X-Men ended up moving to the old Xavier Mansion, ironically, in the Age of Apocalypse. And speaking of Xavier mansion, here we are. Um, don't really know what's going on. It seemed like Xavier's in his study and <laughs> he has this picture on his mantle. Uh, but like the way the shot was set, it's like this really far away shot. And it looked like he had a picture of Elvis, uh, on his mantle wearing like his like white suit with his like cape thing that he wore, that he wore in the, I don't know the 70s or something like I'm totally getting like you know the when you see like the Elvis impersonators in Vegas like that's what I was getting Nice. I like this. I'm liking this scene right here. So Magneto's gone to Xavier for help, um, telling him that like Mag- Magda might be alive. Magda, of course, was his wife who was killed. Um, so he's been looking for her, I guess, or he, he's been under the impression that she's dead. And so now he's getting um, some information that she may in fact be alive back in Romania. So that's where... Magneto is headed. Uh, where is he? Gone. He wanted to talk to me alone. For some reason, he felt you might object. You bet I would. How can you listen to him? After all he's done. I understand your suspicions. Follow him. Notify me immediately if there is trouble. Why? I love trouble. <laughs> Nice. All right. I love the Xavier dispatches Wolverine. So we're at least getting some, some Wolverine in this one, uh, going back to, uh, to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, since they're back on, on screen here at Mount Wanda Gore. Uh, yeah, I've just never been a big Wanda fan. Uh, never really been that big of a Quicksilver fan either, but I did really like Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Uh, and of course those of you who listen to talking GC, you'll know that I'm a big 90s X Factor fan. And of course, that was like the, in my opinion, the like the three years of Quicksilver that we got during the Peter David run. Like that was the best Quicksilver we've ever had in in my opinion. Um, so when it comes to Quicksilver, I'm like 90s X Factor. I love Quicksilver. Otherwise, don't really have strong opinions on him either. Uh, didn't really care for him in like the ultimate universe or, or any of those. I guess I liked Age of Apocalypse Quicksilver. And the High Evolutionary, like I've never really considered him to be an X-Men villain, um, although I know that he, he used to have ties with X-Men, mostly because of, of Mount Wondegore and all this stuff. Uh, but I believe the High Evolutionary is supposed to be one of, if not the main villain, of the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So that, that should be interesting to see how they're going to play him off. I know that he does have some cosmic ties, but... Uh, most of the times I've ever really read stuff with him in the comics has been like evolution. He's almost like a watered down Mr. Sinister, right? Like he's this genetic evolutionist or maybe an evolutionary geneticist. Uh, But he does like experiments on animals and like evolving animals into a more human form. So now we're seeing this like cow lady again. Fleeing in terror from a mutant who had just destroyed an entire village nearby. We brought her here and came until she gave birth as your mother's great All right. So this cow lady is explaining to, I think her name is Bova uh, if I remember from the comics correctly. Um, so she's explaining to uh, Wanda and Pietro about their, their real mother. And he said that they said that there was a lady who was pregnant and who showed up on Mount Wondagore and They nursed her back to health and she gave birth and it was to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. And the man that was after their mother is Magneto. So Quicksilver is really angry. He's like, Magneto will pay with his life, I swear. Yeah, this all seems a bit fishy. Like, I don't really think that the high evolutionaries... Here, like, out of the goodness of his own heart, right? Like, it, this is this is an altruism. This there's got to be ulterior motives here. Ooh, knights? The Knights of Wondegore. See, I remember the Knights of Wondegore from the Wolverine First Class comic that I had covered a long time ago on Talk and snicked when I did like Fantasy Month or whatever, Adventure Month, whatever it was. I did like Jungle Adventure and like Night of Terra and Reign of Terra. Um, and then, uh, some Wondegore story. All right. So Magneto had a mysterious note to meet someone at Magda's grave at 10 PM on a specific night. And, uh, some woman in like a a robe has appeared like a cloak rather than like a robe like a cloak and type thing and you can't see their face Or, or their hands uh oh Magneto goes to grab this person and it's like a goat dude goat lady is a female goat just a regular goat I'm trying to like, is it a U? Oh no, that's a a U is a female sheep, right? I don't know. It was a goat person. (laughs) Uh, But apparently the goat person was just there to distract Magneto so that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch can arrive and fight him. And they do. We see Quicksilver doing his move where he runs really fast in a circle to create like a whirlwind. We actually saw him doing that to uh, Jubilee, I think in the cold comfort episode when Iceman and the X-Men fought against uh, 90's X-Factor. Ooh, a Rhino guy, nice. (laughs) All right, so this is cool. Wolverine sees all these like animal men show up and like help Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch capture Magneto and wolverine gets on his like telecom his, his like his calm thing and he calls beast and he's like you wouldn't believe it beast it's the island of dr moreau which i have to say i loved that movie as a kid like i know that it was a really bad movie um and yeah i just i loved it so much because it was so weird it was like so unexpected and unlike anything i'd ever seen and not that i liked it because i thought it was a good movie or anything it was just so very strange and so weird and uh yeah so i like that reference there and i know that it wasn't just a movie it was based on a story i believe uh some like well-known work of fiction but i don't recall what what that was so wolverine pretty much makes himself into like a human bowling ball and just like crashes into this whole group of these creatures and it makes them scatter and that's enough for um magneto to get free and so now wolverine and magneto are like teamed up fighting all these guys and this guy looks like a panda interesting and then for some reason they kidnap quicksilver and scarlet witch now the animal people who it seemed like were working with them i don't know i feel like i'm I'm probably talking and i missed something here (laughs) All right, so they've they've gassed the animal people. They're all like humanoid, like anthropomorphic animals that are wearing like knight armor, you know, like medieval knight armor. And they put gas masks on and they gassed Wolverine and Magneto and knocked him out. And it looks like they did the same to uh, to Pietro and and Wanda. So it seems that maybe Pietro and Wanda were lured there to fight Magneto who was also lured there. I don't I don't get like if they wanted Magneto, why don't they just lure him? Why do they need Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? Must come to the amidst these mountains. If this is that valley, then I know who is behind these attacks. An excellent memory, Magnus. As a young man you sought but never found my world. Now, you shall All right, so in this case the high evolutionary is mystical and not cosmic. One Although I hold the key to evolution, cool? So we're getting like the origin of gore. That he's a genetics, a geneticist slash mystic, who lives in a mystical valley, and he's creating like a perfect world where animal people rule the world, or at least are the society there. To make every one of my flawless ideal creations vital and strong, for it is the blood of the father that gives life to that of his children. What do you mean? Wanda, Pietro, allow me to introduce Magnus, husband of Magda, and your father. All right, so the high evolutionary has now told Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch that Magneto is their dad. Uh, and the the High Evolutionary has explained that the reason why he captured Magneto is because he's the most powerful mutant on Earth, and his DNA will make uh, the High Evolutionary's experiments a lot stronger. Uh, but he's also he's able to use Quicksilver's DNA to kind of speed things up, and he's able to use Wanda's DNA uh, for some sort of magic stuff. And so he's also taking advantage of the fact that Wolverine's here too. And oh man. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. He just turned Wolverine into a big giant werewolf. Yes. Okay. Dude, I remember this toy and I really want this toy from the toy biz line. They did like a monster line and they actually did the Wolverine as the werewolf where he's like this big gray werewolf in like a torn Wolverine suit. And he's got the claws. Like that's uh, of all the toy biz action figures that I want. Like that one's at the top of my list just because it's Wolverine and a werewolf and anyone who has listened to and snicked or snick tunes knows that like my go-to horror monster is werewolves like i love werewolves so wolverine as a werewolf this is awesome this episode is like shooting up my list of favorite episodes just because of the wolverine werewolf and of course it's got quicksilver like any kind of love thrown towards nineties X factor and, and I'm all for it. All right. So now Magneto and the twins are having a nice kind of heart to heart while they're being held captive. And I should point out that they're being held captive in like this weird Amber looking substance. So it's completely biological. There's no metal. And yet uh, Magneto is able to just use electromagnetic waves to shatter it. And he's he's freeing the twins here too, okay. And he's pretty much like, look, I didn't, I didn't kill your mom. I was trying to find her. They prevented me from getting here to save her. So, the three of us, like, we can take our revenge together. Like, we've got a score to settle with these Knights of Wondagore and all that. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> so xavier and, and beast have arrived as well and they're fighting against uh some of these knights of wondergore magneto comes over and uh, and stops them. and man, there's tons of them there's a rhino and a warthog so that's cool and they're riding on these um like jet ski looking things they're like flying mounts like jet ski slash horse things that they're flying on um as knights, you know, like you're doing their jousts and all that. So they're flying on those. Wanda was able to get on onto one, and she flies over and blasts a bunch of these animal men guys, and knocks them out. Ooh, here we go. Okay, so werewolf Wolverine picks up Professor Xavier in his hover chair and just throws him, and now he's about to have a showdown with Beast. Nice. you kind of have to feel bad for Magneto in this whole series because he is such a powerful mutant that every evil mutant geneticist like wants to kidnap him and take his DNA. So like, this is the second time we've seen an evil like mutant scientist guy try to take Magneto's DNA. We've already had them do that with sinister way back in season two where, uh, you know, he was trying to get a hold of uh, Magneto and Xavier Oh, here we go. Here's the cosmic. All right. So during the battle, the high evolutionary escapes into what at first looks like a cave and then it like breaks apart and there's a spaceship there and the spaceship goes over and it like beams up all of the, uh, the animal men creatures and the spaceship flies away. And then like all the magic in the valley starts to disappear. And now they're in just this like rocky, kind of like mountain wasteland it turns out that like the area was being kept beautiful through the the magic i guess the mysticism of the high evolutionary which at this point we can probably chalk up to some sort of like a science fiction type like you know small terraforming type thing so i like that they did in fact go the cosmic route because i know that in the comic books he he is more of a cosmic being than an earthly character so that's good All right. So almost a tender moment. Like they're not giving us this really sweet ending. Like we saw in the in the previous Proteus episodes, Magnino like goes to apologize to the twins. And he's like, look, if I, if I'd have known that like not a day goes by that I don't think about Magda. And had I known of your existence, I would have been there. I would have found you. And Scarlet Witch just says like, yeah, I guess we'll never actually know if that's true. And then Quicksilver picks her up and they run away and they leave Magneto here to this fairly not even a bittersweet ending, just like a, a relatively bitter ending. He doesn't get his revenge and he doesn't get his he's not actually reunited with his family. He he leaves alone. And uh, the only condolence there is that as he's flying away, Xavier says, like, we will see you again soon, friend. Um, and that's it. So, wow, like that, I feel like that was a really short episode. I mean, I know that all the episodes are only 21, 22 minutes anyway, but man, that one seemed to really go by very quickly. Uh, But there you have it. That is a live commentary for X-Men, the animated series season four, episode 13, Family Ties. So there you have it, Bub. That is today's episode of Saturday Morning Snicktoons. Quick little Lego talk and then a live commentary. Like I said, last week's episode was really long, so I wanted to do a relatively shorter episode of Snicktoons for you all this weekend. Um, so there, there you go. Not really much else to say. Uh, interesting episode, good episode. I really like the uh, the visual aesthetic of Werewolf Wolverine. And of course, I like that we got uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, two characters that we haven't seen much of. Um, I don't even think we've seen Scarlet Witch at all before. And we've only seen Quicksilver uh, very briefly before. So it was fun to get an episode with them, um, especially because the retcon, like everyone knows about the retcon, which was um, around the time that X-Men Days of Future passed and Avengers Age of Ultron were coming out in theaters. I think one was 2014. The other was 2015. Um, But there were some bitter negotiations from what I remember between Fox and Disney Marvel regarding the character of Quicksilver. And not too long after those two movies came out, there was a retcon that was done in the comic books to remove Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch as mutants and as children of Magneto. So it was retcon that they weren't actually mutants and they're not actually the children of Magneto. So I still like it when we get to see them because regardless of whether or not you like that retcon, there are so many years of history with them all being a family. And even though they're not necessarily my favorite characters, uh, I, I do still prefer my Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch to be mutants and to be... The children of magneto so um, i always like seeing cartoon episodes or things like that um when i eventually when i get to the x-men evolution cartoon like quicksilver features pretty heavily in there and then even wanda um, in the later seasons is like a pretty major character and we also get the same thing the uh the Children of Magneto, and, and, and same thing goes for the uh, Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon as well. Both of those characters appear in, in quite a few episodes, so uh, fun to see them in the context of this series, and I thought they did a really good job, so uh, very glad to have all of them in here. So, Bub, if you like the show and want to keep the conversation going, you can reach out to me via email, talksnicked at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-S-N-I-K-T, at gmail.com. And if you're looking for something with a little bit more, um, you know, ability to be interactive, then check out the show notes, find the link for the talk and snick discord and come join us. Uh, like I said, there are tens of people in, in the, in, I don't even think there's enough to say tens of people. There's like, you know, 10 and seven of us over there. (laughs) Or What is it? Seven. and? There's like seven and 10 of us. I don't even think there's that many. Um, in the discord, not a whole lot. So uh, any, any more people that want to join, you know, the more the merrier. So if that's something that sounds like it might be of interest to you, then uh, check the link in the show notes and uh, come join us. Talk X-Men, talk Wolverine with us. So that's pretty much do it. Um, I, I know that uh, for talk and snick proper, my plan was to have two episodes for this month. The way that it's going, it looks like we're just going to have the one episode this month. I, I kind of lost track of where we were in the month and the last two weeks have kind of been kicking my butt at work, a lot of uh, major projects going on. And so I've been uh, getting a lot of stuff assigned to me that has certain deadlines that I've needed to work later on and and, and stuff like that. So it uh, kind of slipped my mind and wasn't really prepared. And so next thing I know, it's already like April 20th. And I haven't done one of the episodes I was planning to do this month. So look for next Wednesday for at least one and Snicked episode to be coming out. I'm, I'm working on that one. It should be fun. Um, and then, yeah, just keep looking every Saturday for new episodes of Saturday Morning snicktoons Tunes as we continue to make our way through season four. Until next time, bub.